in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show at Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. If you're no longer with the company, you're looking for maybe rolling out that company plan into an IRA, well, before you maybe make that fateful decision, Give us a call first because we can help you with an NUA analysis or even rolling that over into a tax-neutral IRA, perhaps doing a Roth IRA conversion analysis, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com, email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com, and our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, today we're going to be discussing confronting market volatility. Now, these are strategies on how to manage market volatility during retirement, but these truths apply throughout the accumulation as well as the distribution phase of your financial life. Uh, Winston Churchill, he once said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity, but an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. So which side of that scale or teeter-totter do you sit on? How do you view uh, negativity in markets or news or information that affects how you feel, think, maybe act or react to money and markets. You know, just that it's a wonderful quote. I think I would love to be on the optimism side, the optimistic that there's opportunity and difficulty. You know, you hear business leaders oftentimes say that uh, some of the best opportunities come out of of volatile times or challenging circumstances. It creates uh, uh, ingenuity and enterprise and ideas and fresh ideas and fresh look. So maybe you're out there today and you're seeing these markets and you're seeing uh, inflation and you're, you're seeing cost of money increases and you know you, you feel like you're on the other side of the political fence uh, always two sides of that as well and you just don't know where you're at where you're going how you get there well we want you to have a plan first and foremost you know stick to the plan you either have a plan to succeed or by default you have a plan to fail and we know this most successful people in the world they do seek the optimistic approach with nearly everything they do they always kind of find their feet. I don't know if you've ever seen someone throw a cat in the air. I'm not a cat lover, but I'm not out to hurt any, of course. But they supposedly land on their feet each and every time. So we need to be cat-like when it comes to how we confront uh, challenges and headwinds in life. Um, being very positive about life, that's a successful mindset. It can reflect that. It's almost like success is a, is a two-way mirror. You look into it with great optimism and hope, and it reflects back um, optimism and, and hope and success. So when unexpected things happen, and of course they can any time, you know, from a serious illness, death of a loved one, natural disasters, in, in, in some of our public workshops, we kind of frame it like this. Everyone has a day after. You know what? There's a day before and there's the day of. The day of are, is the day that you face your greatest challenge. It is going to be, say, when you realize there's a pandemic or um, you get a, a negative report from a doctor. That's kind of like the day of. Well, here we are. We're the day before. The day before, like September 10th, 2001, right? The day before 9-11. How about uh, December 6th, 1945 versus the 7th of December? 
or, or the eighth, the day after. We want, to, we want to just go back to where we are at this moment and assume that this is our day before, whatever life's about to throw at us. And we need to look at it, we need to be forward-looking, and we need to establish a plan on purpose to be prepared for the day of so that the day after is very livable. Uh, it can be enjoyable. It can be still filled with hope and optimism. So that's a plan to plan for the day of, the day before. So it may seem nearly impossible to prepare for potentially life-changing events, but you know what? There is a way. You can engineer your future by what you do right now. So if you're out there listening, James already threw our phone number out there and ways to contact us. Do call us at 513-575-9654-575-9654. Email us at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Look us up online. Schedule an appointment. Let's work on the day before for the events of the day of so that the day after can be different, better, hopeful, and successful for you. Now, we look at um, money as something that is it's fungible. It's tangible. It's not one of those NFTs, non-fungible tokens that basically don't exist in reality. I mean, how crazy is it people are trying to buy real estate next to Puff Daddy or whoever it was I I heard, I don't know, who, who's the guy that does those Corona commercials? And um, you just... Snoop. Snoop Dogg. He buys some make-believe real estate, and someone pays top-dollar crazy money just to be his virtual neighbor? Good Lord. Anyway, that's not the kind of financial planning we want for you. We want to be fungible and real. So as you think about planning for the unexpected, how about planning for the expected? Do you expect to retire someday? Do you suspect it might take some cash on a monthly basis to replicate a paycheck as though you're still working when you're actually constructively unemployed for 20 to 30 years called retirement? How much of your money is protected in such a way that by active management and strategies that you have more of a certainty of success, you know, to the extent mathematically possible? And how about other types of money? That's fully insured buckets money. You insure your body, you insure your home, you insure your car. Why not insure some part of your money so you have guarantees that money can go forward, can grow, can, um, say, avoid going backwards? Where your worst news is your money didn't grow, but it didn't lose anything. How about your best news? The market was up, your money grew too, but when the market pulls back, your money doesn't go backwards. Some part of your money needs to be, I know so, green money, uh, can't lose that part of your money. Which half of your money are you willing to lose, by the way? Well, the part that you're not willing to lose is the money you shouldn't risk, and that's the money that we could put in green money in a balanced plan. Life's about balance, so should investing. Of course, the other part would be adjusted for risk appropriately, liquid, um, something to meet and exceed inflation over long periods of time to provide you that cash flow you might need throughout retirement. So where are you today? The day before, the day of, the day after? Well, I hope you're not reacting to markets in all this short-duration, short-term news of the day. I hope you're preparing for the day, very well intending, very forward looking. So when we have 2008 like market corrections or pandemic pullbacks or the first half of this year of 2022 being a downturn, um, regardless of how you define recession, is there a recession? Well, technically, no. Fundamentally, by definition, some extrapolated definition, yes. But can you have true recession when um, when uh, gross sales are still strong and consumerism is still strong and the, the market in terms of purchasing? We know that GDP is, is 75% based on consumption. Have you really changed your lifestyle? 
Have, have you started not taking certain trips, buying certain things, doing certain activities yet just because things have gotten so costly? Many people haven't. They talk about it, but they haven't made real fundamental change yet, so they're not reacting. Well, we need you not to react about your true purpose of money, your purpose of investing. So when it comes to market volatility, our message is don't react to it, act. Do that throughout life. Act intentional with purpose, and purpose is tied to a plan. So today we want to help you think in that light, to prepare in case things do happen, because they do. And what are the things that will happen in retirement? You're going to need cash. You're going to need to be invested properly, the right risk level. You need job descriptions for your money. Your money needs to be purposeful. And if you're given an assignment, you can kind of do um, ongoing reviews, just like, you know, at work. You're, you're reviewed for your performance occasionally. You can do the same thing for your money. It's on track, slide adjustment needed, maybe some revamping altogether. We want to look at all your current investments. You give us an opportunity. It's complimentary. That means it's not a cost to you. It's free. We'll invest time in you. You invest time in us. We'll take a look at everything you have. We'll look at the internal costs, spreads, fees, margins, and loads. Is it the right risk level for you? Is it tied to a purpose? Is it going to be for purposes of creating cash flow? Is it to meet and exceed inflation? Is it to be invested to grow? We'll break it all down in different types of money. The near-term bucket, the mid-term bucket, the long-term bucket, and your legacy bucket, which is all the buckets you didn't end up spending that we want to get to the people you love, the charities you care about, and not to Uncle Sam or the state of Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, or wherever you might abode. Anyway, James, our topic today is dealing with this thing called market volatility. Oh, yeah, always fun. So here's some thought-provoking questions to tie into today's show. So for starters, when should you consider changing or altering your investment plan, your retirement plan, your income plan? Or once again, do you have a plan? How do you create a diversified or perhaps a balanced plan for retirement? And the key word there is balance. When you say how much risk should you take, well, we're talking usually about equities types of risk. But really, this year is exposed that the bond market has a quite a bit of risk to it, too. So whenever you're in the market, here's maybe the reminder about this. There's always some degree of risk, no matter what your investment is. Now, opportunities abound depending upon how you want to invest. But again, are you properly allocated to your personal risk tolerance? Many people are not. So that's one reason why there's that emotional reaction when they see and experience the stock market volatility. So another one, how important is it to define and manage your risk tolerance during retirement? Usually what we separate between your working years versus retirement is you have renewable income coming in via your wage or your job income. Once you reach retirement age, then it's almost like you're stopped stepping off the ledge. And now how do you replace that income that was renewable no longer is renewable. So those are just some things to start off the show with. Our funder about the office, 513-575-9654. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. 
Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, James, confronting market volatility is our subject. Strategies on how to manage market volatility during retirement in particular. And we're talking about day befores, day ofs, and day afters. These are consequential pivotal events that can happen in our life that we can be prepared for so long as we are, in fact, prepared for it. Many things that we can anticipate when it comes to retirement. So with those in mind, let's add as much certainty to the equation into the plan as we can and a plan flexible enough that you can deal with the eventuality of the day of events that confront you and so you can survive and have a better day after and thereafter as well. So James, it's been said that the quality of your life can be framed really by the quality of your questions. So as you're going through some of the thought-provoking questions, we're going to tackle with some solutions, kind of continue with some thought-provoking questions tied to today's show. Well, here's one. And when we think of traditional ways of investing and traditional ways of mitigating your market risk, traditionally, we have thought that that means reducing your equities or stock risk and going more towards the bonds or a bond portfolio. That's not always the way to do it. As we've seen this year with especially the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, the bond market has taken a substantial hit. So that's not always the safe way to reduce risk. Yeah, it may be safer compared to what? Well, compared to 100% stock or equity ownership, but compared to itself and its own history, interest rates go up, bond values go down. So you've seen portfolios losing on both sides of the balance sheet, on the stock side through market volatility, and on the bond side, devaluation through interest rate increases. And the Fed's still going to continue to hike a couple more times. Now, just people ask us this almost daily. What's our forecast? Well, to the extent that no one has to crystal ball, here's what we're operating off of. We believe inflation will be reduced by nearly 50% over the next 12 months from where it is today. Economy should breathe a nice sigh of relief. Now, technically speaking, that will leave us at a place, in contrast comparison, still historically high compared to the Federal Reserve's target rate of inflation. We'll still be running a little hot, but it'll be better nonetheless. Supply chain management, it's loosening up as we speak. The rest of the world came back online, uh, determined to live with COVID. Where did you heard that before? I think that's been the kind of the U.S. position and leadership uh, on the, let's say, the more conservative side since the day the pandemic became reality. It's like, hey, you know what, folks, we're pretty much going to have to learn to live with this. Wow, the economy on a global basis would be much different if leadership would have adhered to that on a global basis. That aside, the rest of the world threw their masks in the trash can. Hallelujah. Everyone's coming back online. Manufacturing's being uh, dialed up uh, everywhere, um, domestic and abroad. And that will feed supply to offset demand to reduce costs and cost pressures there. Now, yes, home builders are going to start squawking that, you know, their, their, their orders are going down. Well, what's that mean? Mr. and Mrs. Jones, if you sign up today, it won't take two years to build your home, probably be about a year. How's that? That's an improvement. More housing inventory for um, uh, homes existing in the market. There'll be an increase there. Uh, mortgage lending rates going up has led to mortgage, mortgage applications and uh, completion of applications on uh, the decrease, which, again, is forcing consumers into more of the rental environment. Rentals are harder to find. Homes are freeing up. All this, one way or another, is kind of like walking the economy down, keeping from jumping off a building and going splat on the payment below. 
Um, regardless of your political affiliation, some of this is good. The Fed is actually having some success in cooling the economy without breaking it. So we believe that they might actually reduce rates uh, mid to late next year. Believe that, if you will. Maybe a quarter, half a point decrease after this little nightmare moves on through called, um, well, uh, I guess you might call the it The transitory inflation, right? Exactly. Just passing through, folks. So you know, there's a sense of optimism. We oftentimes remark tongue-in-cheek that shy of nuclear war, things are looking pretty good. And I think you can you can invest that way. Long term, you can't afford to get caught in the in the the, the chucks and the jives and the jabs. Um, you, you need to be prepared, uh, cocked and loaded, ready for the the, the right hand punch, um, the solid body shots, occasional shot you know to the head and the chin. You need to stay squared up with your planning. So when we look at the the forecast forward, we see a, an expanding economy over time. If you've ever looked at huge divots and pullbacks in the market since the beginning of the market and say the Dow domestic, say 1926 and forward, you'll find overwhelmingly three and four to one positive years versus negative years. And the extent they're positive is more between 10 and 20 percent and 20, 30 percent, bringing you a nice almost double digit average in the major markets over longer periods of time. And what period of time are you investing in? How about this? Here's your time horizon. The rest of your forever this traditional buy and hold work, James, well, if you're holding the right stuff, what's the right stuff? Active management, that's what it that makes the difference. You know, right now, we've gone through two or three times year to date with this pullback and reassessed what we're holding, thrown out some things, liquidated a few things, thrown the cash back into the middle, applied the cash to the remaining positions that have been filtered to be the ones that will come back sooner, midterm. If they're long-term comeback stories to so the fundamentals of, you know, the company has great market cap, it has good metrics, has good fundamentals, has good cash flow, has good dividend year over year. It's in a market niche that should be more productive. And those companies we're waiting more dollars into by freeing up money from companies that will take longer to come back. Active management, we realize that some folks are down, but you can sit on your hands or through active management, we can own intentionally better companies that are on sale that will improve your financial picture sooner, not later, and have you recover faster, all the while you're trying to maintain retirement, have some cash flow, and enjoy life. There's a better way. We're part of that better way. You can't afford to trust brokers, um, Wall Street firms, um, 401k mutual funds and mutual funds offered by brokers who don't even work for you. The old saying is, a broker make you broker. Hmm, maybe. Maybe there's some truth to that. But we're holistic. If you didn't know this, we help with investments, investment management, insurance, financial planning, income planning, Social Security maximization, pension decisions you might be confronted by, um, the estate planning aspects of your living wills, power of attorneys, uh, trust, the wills themselves. We want to help you holistically put everything together. So all you have to do is just, you know, someday retire and enjoy. But we have a lot of math, a lot of statistics, a lot of science, and a lot of planning to show you how you can succeed on purpose. You don't need to be nervous and worry about things that ultimately you don't control. We'll focus on the things we do control. What do we not control? Nuclear war. What do we control outside of that? About everything else we can have a positive effect on. What are steps you can take to prepare for the next bear market? Well, let's work through this one and know that markets just go up down sideways. You need to cut the carpet in the best productive, most productive path you can. We'll help you with that with proper investments. The right kind of investments give you guarantees and certainty. Those investments can give you guaranteed income, so it's like having another Social Security or pension check in your household. And those market investments that are adjusted for the appropriate risk, that are highly efficient, owning the right things, most of the best things, and leaving the rest behind. You can intentionally succeed, but you need to be strong 
and you need good advice, and you need a co-captain who's in the huddle with you. It's going to play all quarters, four quarters of the game and bring the win to the home team by the end when the clock runs out. So deleveraging, gosh, James, the whole thought of deleveraging. Some thoughts there. What's the immediate benefit of getting rid of debt? Yeah, deleveraging is a fancy way of saying it, paying off some debts or paying off all of your debts. But how does it apply to retirement? How can it benefit you in retirement? It's all about the cost of money. So if the cost of money for you to borrow money is higher than your rate of return, that's a bad thing. If you're getting a higher rate of return for your borrowed money than what is actually costing you, then that's a good thing. This is what's called an arbitrage. And we know that deleveraging will reduce debt, which reduce monthly cash flow costs, which, which really means that you don't need as much cash flow from your investments um, to make ends meet on a monthly basis. And the role of a financial advisor is not only to establish a plan, but help you stick to the plan. And we know the old thing about, you know, what's losing weight really about? It's about action, right? You have to stay more motion, increase motion, decrease intake, decrease, you know, eat less and move more. As simple as that is, it's one of the hardest things ever. So is not listening to the wrong sources of information, bad information that affects you emotionally, it causes you to make emotionally based decisions with your money and investments rather than sound money logic. That's why we're the sound money investment team. We want you to be sound in these decisions. Well, going back to the traditional ways of investing and maybe some alternatives to that, and we're going to talk more about this during today's show, but another way, instead of just shifting from equities to bonds, Maybe a different or alternative way of doing that and still staying invested in the market is by getting into maybe one of our buffered strategies. A buffered strategy means that the portfolio itself can absorb a certain percentage of market losses. Maybe that buffer is 10%, maybe it's 15%, maybe it's 20%. But for many people, that actually sounds like a fantastic alternative instead of shifting the bonds is having an investment portfolio that can and will absorb up to 10 to 20% of any potential future market losses. So along those lines, we, we have boutique solutions, very unique, very exclusive. You're not going to find out there um, Wall Street. This is Main Street versus Wall Street. Stay tuned, and as a teaser, we're going to discuss specifically some tools, techniques, and strategies we use that make us different that can help you succeed on purpose in any type of market. And again, our phone number, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. But stay tuned, you're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The Talk Station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are an independent RIA. That's a registered investment advisory firm. We do work for clients, not companies, and it really does all start with a plan. That means actually having a plan, knowing what you own and why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, IRA rollover, investment planning, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, Roth conversion analysis, NUA analysis, and for some, perhaps even an in-service rollover, all those and more we can help, 513 575 9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Lawrence, y'all. So, 
we get communication, we get messages, we get emails. One email is like, can you be specific on methods of confronting market volatility? Because today we're, we're talking about confronting market volatility strategies on how to manage the market volatility during retirement. So specific, call us out. What's a strategy? Well, how about a couple of strategies that make us unique? Um, active management in general, we have about 14 different strategic portfolios that engage the market in different ways, anywhere from growth stocks, tech stocks, undervalued contrarian stocks, um, our global tilt series, which has six active equity management strategies in one, plus four different active bond strategies, and those are reweighted monthly through what we call tilting, just really cool stuff. Now, there's been several good years here in the market, no doubt about it, and a bad year rolls through, and together between the good and the bad, you get your average rate of return over time, and you've got to play um, every minute of, of every quarter of every game, stay in the game. The old saying is you want to score a touchdown, you've got to be in the game. You can't be on the bench. Same with investing throughout all seasons. But we can do it smarter, and we do. And I already mentioned that through two or three times through this year alone, we've gone through and recognized some of the greatest companies that you can own on this planet are on sale, significantly undervalued, uh, oversold. And it's time to buy them. So we've refiltered a number of times, exited some positions, taken the cash, bought in different higher weighted amounts in terms of dollars in other positions to rebalance and reblend and retilt the portfolios. That's all going to help. But specifically, what about strategies that are unique that you can get here? It's kind of like, you know, that, that old commercial, Sonic has it, others don't. Well, Brown has it, others don't. And you ought to be aware of them. James he mentioned something about the Buffered Index Portfolio offerings. Each month we get some new rates on these. There's a, a limited time where you can onboard the ARC before the ARC door shuts, and then we wait to the next month to see what the new offering is. But Buffered Index Portfolio can help you make money in the market with a reduced level of risk with some very specific and certain terms. People like some certainty. It helps you sleep better at night. So one offering is just as simple as this. You take the lesser performing of the S&P 500 or the Dow over the next 18 months. And here's the deal. It's pretty simple. You get up to 26.65%, nearly 27% of the upside over the 18-month period. So the S&P and the Dow, they begin at whatever level they are, say, on August 31st. And one 18-month period later, we take another measurement of the Dow and the S&P, and based on that outcome... If those indexes are up, you'll get one of those two up to 27%, basically 27%. You'll make that, add it to your money, becomes your money. You step up and grow 27%. But what if it's not up? Maybe the market goes down further from where it is year to date. And we know it's been down out there, right? Well, the buffer the buffer is going to absorb 20% of the downside. So if the S&P or the Dow is down 20% from here, 18 months from now, the first 20% is absorbed by the strategy. So if the lesser performing index is down 20%, you're down zero. If it's down 25, you're down five, not 25. So you have a cap to the upside and you have a buffer in absorption to the downside. Now, another offering, very unique, very nice, um, actually, it has a participation rate of 200%. What that means is over the next, in this case, 24 months, the lesser performing of the S&P or the NASDAQ, you will get a participation of up to 200%, not to exceed 44%. Now, that sounds a little kludgy and clunky, but here's the deal. If the S&P was the lesser performing 
and it was up 20% over the 24-month period, you would have a 200% participation. What's that mean? It's 40%, right? Two times the 20% is 40%. The cap on this is 44%. So you get the first 44% of the upside. I just calculated it for you that if the S&P was the lesser performing, it was up 20% over 24 months, it would double that to make it 40 that's less than the cap of 44, you would get 40%. Now, if it's down 20% during this time frame, the buffer's 10. So you'd only be down 10. It absorbs the first 10. Now, if that sounds interesting to you, no matter how confused you might be over it, just know we apply a cap, which limits your upside, and it's very, very reasonable. And we apply a buffer that absorbs some of the downside. If you're flying out there kamikaze, and you have no downside protection, then this might be sounding pretty good to you. It's not too good to be true. It's just good. And as we say oftentimes, it might be good and true for you. You might have that need. Now, these were created to kind of give people psychologically uh, a, a piece like a pillow to sleep on. But it's also a great opportunity. These rates are good. And we have a, another option here. And then we'll move on to something fully insured and safe. As I've already highlighted, the benefits of active management. Now we're giving an example of something called the buffered index portfolio that buffers some of the downside while giving you some upside participation too. That's very cool stuff. But here's one for you. It's called uh, the dual directional. So on the dual directional buffered index portfolio, it's kind of like the, the kid brother of these first two, here's the deal. The S&P is the index that's marked or tracked. And over 24 months... The outcome of the S&P, you'll participate in as follows. So after 24 months, whatever the S&P results are, let's say it, uh, it grows about 15% year over year for the next two years, and lo and behold, the S&P is 30% higher than it is today. Well, the cap on this is 36.35%. So if the S&P was up 30 and the cap's 36, guess what you get? 30, right? If it's up 40 and your cap is 36, you get 40? No, you get 36. It's a cap. Okay. Now, the buffer on this is if the S&P pulled back, say, 20% during this time, 20% further from here, I don't think so, but hey, none of us know the future. But if it was down 20 and this buffer on this particular instrument is 15, you'd be down 5. If the S&P is down 15 and the buffer is 15, you'd be down 0. Now, here's the twist and why it's called dual directional. You can make money both directions in the market, up and down, within limits. If the market were down 15% or less 24 months from now, let's say it was down 10%, you would make positive 10%. There's, this is all done with puts, calls, and then this has another put. So there's like a third working part. You don't really need to know how the watch is made, but I, I took the top off and showed you a little bit. We're sharing some of the inside of it. But what you really only need to know is what's the cap, what's the buffer, can I make money two ways on this? Yes, no, maybe. You just need to know the time, right? Not how the watch is built. But I want you to know, to contrast and share some of these details, we're unique, we're different. You don't have to take what Wall Street just gives you, walking in and out of these investment banks, your local bank, you know, these, I'm going to throw out some names. They're just out there, right? Edward Jones, Fidelity, uh, Smith Barney City Group, Merrill Lynch, blah, 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 Meriprise. That's Wall Street people. We're different. And you need to know the difference. One of the best ways you can learn the difference is just come in and see us. Yes. And one more to talk about. So the first three that Greg mentioned are more for future growth. That means you're not needing current income from those portfolios. That's the buffered index portfolios. 
We do have another one called designed income that is more tailored for people, especially with IRAs, who have reached what's called required distributions. You now have at least an RMD. You have maybe you want to take more than required distribution, the minimum distribution. And here's how this works. Again, this is called designed income, and it is designed to pay out, and this is going to mimic in many ways like a bond portfolio, but it's not a bond portfolio. It's better than a bond portfolio in this particular way. It currently has an annualized coupon payment of 11%, which sounds pretty good. That sounds like a nice little coupon yield of an 11% annual yield. Does that mean if I had a million dollars, I would get $110,000 a year? Conceivably, yes. Now, there's a few catches to this. There's maybe, just maybe, a chance that you won't get paid your coupon. So how this works is there's a coupon barrier or a payment barrier of 25%. So the only way you don't get paid your quarterly coupon payments is if we have a market decline from here of another 25%. So let me get this straight. I'm looking for my check for the quarter. And the market's pulled back, let's say, during that quarter, 25% or more. It'd have to do that before I wouldn't get that quarter's payment? Correct. Wow. Statistically, not very likely, but it can Not happen. likely. So you're saying there's a chance, right? And I would just miss that quarter. Let's say it's now three months further down the road. The market stays within the range of it's not down as much as 25%. Do I go to the mailbox and get my next check for the quarter? Your electronic mailbox, your actual mailbox, either way, checks in the mail, right? Yes, you get your coupon payment. And then the only way that you can lose any of your principal in this particular investment is if the market drops by another 40%. So that's what's known as the principal barrier is a 40% market decline. So I, I am exposed to no direct market risk to the downside unless and until the market is 40% lower than it is today. Exactly. That's what I thought. Of course, I know this. I'm not as dumb as I sound, but I want to pull this out. This is good stuff. These are differentiated approaches to invest. And this works not just with IRAs. This really works with any type of a tax status of account. It just maybe is more applicable to IRAs when people have to start taking monies out of their accounts just by what the government says you have to do when you reach a certain age. So here's another option on this one, too, just in case there's not anything left is 11% sounds like it's a lot of of income to take out. You don't have to take all 11%. You can reinvest your surplus as just an option. Anyway, there's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The talk station. back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, confronting market volatility has been the topic today. We kind of jumped into the weeds there on some specific strategies to share. Always like uh, the Buffered Index portfolio, uh, the, the, the Buffered Outcomes portfolio is another one that we'd gladly share with you. Just the bottom line is you don't need to take what Wall Street gives you. There are alternatives to every situation, very unique portfolio styles. So some of the other the skimming stones across the old farm pond, some of the other 
components of our topic today. James, uh, take advantage of market pullbacks. I think we kind of touched upon that, but a couple of thoughts. Oh, yes. Now, theoretically, how this could help is if you're doing what's called dollar cost averaging. That means you're going to invest, say, $1,000 every month, regardless of what the market conditions look like. So if you're going to buy, for example, the same stock or the same fund, and the market has pulled back, then your $1,000 will buy more shares of that particular stock or that particular fund. That's the example of dollar cost averaging. Now, if the market goes up, that means you're buying fewer shares. And of course, going in downtimes, you're buying more or additional shares. Another one, perhaps, is doing Roth conversions. Now, for example, after a 20% market correction, it could be 20% less expensive to, to do a Roth conversion. Now, that's if you're going to swallow the entire camel all in one year as far as doing your Roth conversion, but it really depends upon the size of the investment account as to how much you either could or should convert in any one given year. So a simple example is if you had a $100,000 IRA, never been taxed before, and um, it went from 100000 down to $80,000, um, you know, 20% correction, and let's say your tax bracket was 30%. 30% on a hundred would be $30,000 you have to pay in federal tax just to liberate that 100,000 IRA and make it a Roth. And if you did it out of the same funds, you'd have a $70,000 Roth after paying 30,000 on taxes right out of a hundred. But if the market's down 20 and your IRA's floating downward and at a level of 80,000, 30% on 80 is 24,000, not 30,000. So you save $6,000 in taxes alone just by, by, triggering a um, or acting upon a Roth conversion while your IRA is at a lower value. Just and, and it could also keep you into a lower tax bracket and could potentially, depending upon your age, maybe make a little bit less of your Social Security benefits subject to being taxed and keep those Medicare premiums in check. There's there's so many different things so that many. like have a domino effect here. And then market pullbacks in general, we already um, shared with you that active management takes advantage of buying great companies on sale. We sell some of the less productive companies, take the cash, reweight, buy into some of the better companies, and accelerate your recovery and expand the nature of your wealth growing over time. The next one is just sequence of risk. You might call this just bad timing, folks, right? Well, don't time the market. That's the point. That's one of the major points. You can't time the market. Forget about lucky stock picks. Forget about track record investing and chasing markets. Just have a plan. Stick to the plan. We'll take care of the rest. Sequence returns can be as simple as, guess what? The first year of your retirement, it's a negative market. And maybe it lasts one or two years and you get off to a really bad start. Well, that's if you're not in a balanced plan. We want you in a balanced plan where some of your money is at appropriate risk over appropriate periods of time with the appropriate purpose of money being some liquidity and maybe some cash flow from it. But other parts of your money can be fully insured investments. It can be in things guaranteed not to go backwards. Therefore, the sequence of returns can't be negative, right? On that part of your money, it can't go backwards. Pretty good stuff. Mathematically, it just makes it makes a near victory a victory. And we can project and show you the statistics on this by having a balanced plan. Money that's exposed to market risk, money that's not exposed to market risk. Um, James, going through some other, like, you know, if you want to illustrate an example of sequence of returns. Well, let's, let's maybe give an example of where annuities could really fit in versus maybe one of these buffered strategies. This is like the difference between insurance versus assurance. Insurances mean you have actual guarantees against market loss. You, for example, could have a, a fixed interest rate that's going to pay you 4 to 5% every single year, regardless of what the market does. That's yes. insurance. Yes. And by the way, don't go to the bank and buy a CD. Give us a call. We have better prevailing rates on fixed products than the bank instruments out there. 
That's insurance. Now, assurance goes back to the Buffett portfolio example, where you can say this particular market pullback, there's, it's only happened maybe once in 100 years. So we're saying there's a chance, but I can assure you it would take a once-in-a-lifetime type of event for you to even possibly lose money in a Buffett Index portfolio. But once again, there's a chance. So insurance versus assurance, that's where there absolutely is a place for annuities inside your investment portfolio. And a fixed index annuity, for example, it's fixed against going down because of markets, but it can go up. It's linked to an index. So one of those uh, currently, a really competitive one, is 70% of the S&P's upside and none of the downside. So if the S&P were up 10% over the next 12 months, you would get 70% of that or 7%. It'd be added to your money, becomes your money, can never go backwards. If the next year the market was down 10%, you'd be down zero. You'd still have all the compounded prior growth, no going backwards. That's how you can fight the battle against sequence returns because you can't be affected by negative market sequences on that part of your money. It all works together. Um, James, moving along, I don't know if you want to give an example, dollar example of sequence returns, or let's look at uh, uh, ways to prepare for a bear market. When we look at preparing for a bear market, I think we've already outlined it in practicality, all purposes intended here. Have a plan. Have certain investments that work for certain outcomes. You can have certainty, and you can have a little less certainty, but we want you to avoid outright unnecessary market risk, just like you're just trying to stumble through it alone. Um, you know, again, lucky stock picks, no. Track record investing, no. Uh, you don't need to do this to yourself. Buying things from brokerage firms where they use mutual funds that begin with the first letter of their own name, those mutual funds can own other mutual funds, own other funds, are inefficient, you own things redundantly. You can't afford to own stuff randomly and without your direct knowledge. You need to know the true total cost of ownership of all things that you own in your investment portfolio and what to expect from them. Uh, you just deserve better. The best way to prepare for a bear is like the concept of preparing for the day after today it is, is just come see us. We'll look at taxes, investments, what you're invested in. We'll come up with a financial plan. We'll make the recommendations. We'll not hold anything back. There's no cost. It's complimentary. First appointments get a little bit about you and your facts on the table. The second one is to share all of the planning, the analysis, and our recommendations not held back. No um no obligation whatsoever. So being prepared for the bear is just being prepared for life and your financial life. You know, James already talked about deleveraging the benefits of improving your cash flow, lessening the dependency of your buckets of money so they can last longer because you're using less of them because you strategically a- approach debt. Talked about how lower cost of money might make sense to carry some debt when money's cheap. When it gets expensive, no, it's maybe time to look at satisfying the debt, resolving the debt, improving your cash flow, and having investments that run side saddle or sidecar appropriately with that. Um, James, you want to talk about diversification. That seems like an old um, age topic, but it, it's, it's true. The science of investing through diversification isn't just bonds versus equities. It's only different types of investments. Like you introduced uh, buffered index portfolios. We introduced um, using fixed index annuities, not the kind you get from the insurance agent down the street that pays too high in commissions and leaves you feature and benefit starved. We're talking about getting it through a source such as us, which are, which are registered investment advisors. We have a fiduciary duty to put your interests above our own. That means you're going to get a better type of insured product that gives you the features you deserve. There's only so much money to go around, and it's your money. You deserve the most feature and benefit, and that's a legal requirement we have, actually. Well, features and benefits might include things like nursing home riders or nursing home protection. 
Many people out there don't want to buy traditional long-term care insurance because it's expensive and it's also difficult to qualify for medically. It is medically underwritten and is not easy to qualify for on traditional long-term care insurance. There might be a better way, which is combining the asset of the annuity or perhaps even life insurance with the long-term care protection so that it can pay for certain events that may happen but are not guaranteed to happen. So with traditional long-term care insurance, it is use it or lose it. So if you don't go into a nursing home, you're going to lose all those thousands of dollars that you paid in for premiums. With an asset such as the annuity or life insurance, guaranteed you will you will definitely use that asset during either your lifetime or after your lifetime, you know, life insurance, your beneficiaries, for example. But that's maybe a hybrid approach and maybe a different way and perhaps for many people out there, a better way to insure for what is maybe about a 50% likelihood of going into a nursing home at some point during your life. So an example of that would be if you put $100,000 into one of these hybrid long-term care life products, the 100000 would immediately create a death benefit of 200000 All you have to do is die. You get more than your original money back, right? Double and tax-free too. In the event you go to a nursing home, well, that same $100,000 initial investment, in an example of average healthy 65-year-old, moderately healthy. There's not a lot of um, underwriting in this particular product, but um, you would have $300,000 worth of long-term care benefit. So if you need the long-term care, you'd have up to the first 300000 this policy would pay. So 100000 bought you 300000 in long-term care benefit. If you never go to a nursing home, um, you get the death benefit. Actually, your beneficiaries do. You know, we talked about diversification amongst asset classes, whether it's market investments, annuities, life insurance, hybrid variations. There's a lot of choices you need to make when you're given the full information instead of information to make good decisions on. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Now, on behalf of Greg, myself, James, we want to thank you for listening today. Have a great week. And remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. <laughs>